Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive coaches roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Bar Builders. course live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive and before we go any further it is worth noting tonight today will be the final day that we will be live here at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive why well because if no one if you're out there and you haven't heard Chick-fil-A gonna do some remodeling excited to see what it'll look like sound like feel like what's the vibe going to be uh, when this remodel is over but just worth noting that today will be the final day that we will be down here uh, live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. It is not, though, the final morning of the high school playbook. That will continue the rest of the way through basketball season, all the way through your state championships, as long as we have somebody go to Murfreesboro. And, folks, let me tell you, after last night, I feel confident we've got some teams that are going to be heading back to the Murphy Center in Murfreesboro at MTSU. District 7-1A did not play last night due to an issue at L.A. So that is the very first piece of news. If you are here this morning to hear from Clay County or Pickett County, you know, Clark Range, any of that, they didn't play last night. So I don't have anything from them. They will play today at 6 and 8, or 6.30 and 8, I believe, the times on those games. Uh, so if you are not busy, I would run over to L.A. and catch some action there or maybe head to T- Tennessee Tech and catch District 7-3A, which we will have plenty of information from this morning. Both teams from Van Buren will be back in action today, and York swept their way to district title games coming up early next week, so be waiting on with bated breath those matchups. Right now, though, District 7-3A, we just mentioned it, Six highly competitive UC teams. It was the place to be yesterday at Tennessee Tech. It will be the place to be again today. And with that in mind, Kim Cram and the Lady Jets were hoping they would still be playing today. But thanks to the upset of the night, their season has come to a close. I was able to catch up with Coach Cram post-game. She was visibly hurt for her team but had a sense of pride and understood that beating your crosstown rival three times in a year is a tall task ladies and gentlemen no matter who the better team is on paper i asked coach cram first what was stone able to do uh, to respond to the lady jets initial onslaught well i think they they were able to regroup and um you know their coach used their timeouts really well and got them to regroup and and then we had a hard time you know scoring in certain spots and and that kind of killed our momentum for sure We've talked about how young this team is. What did you love out of your team there in the second half? Their response, they're down 12, and you guys battle it all the way back within about three or four there a couple times. I think our kids are really tough. They're young, but they're super tough, um, and that showed a lot of resilience from them. I think we've been running on fumes for the last few weeks. Um, That's just part of being young. Um, But I think that we did a really good job of responding and not quitting um, and, you know, we were a couple plays there from making um, a flip of the switch. The press, you went to it for those final about, you know, two minutes or so of the ball game. At times it worked. At times they were able to break it. Uh, what do you guys have to do better in that situation with the press to be able to execute? 
I didn't think we were rotating very well. I mean, we've been at this now with the same group of kids, ours against theirs for a while. So I think they just kind of found a niche in, in what was comfortable for them um, over the last couple of years, and they were able to kind of pass through some stuff. And, um, you know, we didn't get to the right spots in the right, right situations. All right, now we start looking kind of at the overall – you know, the look back now as the season obviously comes to an end way earlier than you probably, or than you definitely wanted it to. But we'll, overall, what do you think of this group's performance, considering whether it's injuries, youth, the weird weather we had at points uh, during this year? What did you think out of your of your team's performance? I'm really proud of our girls. You know, uh, people didn't really think we were going to be very good. I think a lot of people, you know, thought we'd finish in the bottom of our uh, district. Um, in the regular season, we didn't, and you know we had a chance uh, to to play for the second uh, seed, and then we tied for third, and we lost the coin flip to be in the situation that we're in. So, um, you know, those things really matter. And um, but I'm very, very proud of our kids. I'm very, very proud of uh, what they accomplished, and and the future looks really good. Obviously, you are a young team, and the future is bright, but you do have a couple, uh, you know, seniors here on this ball club. What have they meant to you over these last four years, and, and certainly how do you hope that they hold their held heads up high, uh, you know, heading out of their high school career? I love Jalen Baldwin. Uh, she is a high-character young lady, um, and uh, we're going to miss her tremendously. Um, I think um, she has a bright future with Johnson University. I'm excited for her future um and you know we did a lot and and she had a lot on her shoulders as the only uh you know player senior that we had and she really handled herself well all season long hey Jalen baldwin was the only senior for kim cram and the lady jets that means everybody comes back and let me tell you folks a year of experience for freshmen like Sydney Wilhite, certainly now a group that will be led by a couple really strong senior guards as well as, as I just mentioned, some underclassmen guards with serious talent, a full off season underneath them, and a full year of playing experience. That is a Cumberland County team that is not going to go anywhere, but they did go somewhere last night, and that is they went home to Crossville for the rest of the season because Stone Memorial and Mike Buck did what? Coach Buck has been saying this team was capable of all year. And to be fair, they beat White County in Sparta. So we knew Stone was capable of this sort of performance. We'll hear from head coach Mike Buck later in the program because, well, when you upset your crosstown rival in the district tournament, I have to ask you some questions. We'll get to that again, though, in segment four. That was head coach Kim Cram, Lady Jets of Cumberland County, as their season came to an end. Last night, worth noting, uh, their boys team as well fell to White County 61-44. So Cumberland County season in both girls and boys basketball coming to an end last night at Tennessee Tech. When we come back, we'll step out of District 7-3A for the first of two times here on the program. And we'll speak with head coach Danny Fish of Warren County, the pioneers on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. A new storage building to add room. A new space for the animals. From gazebos to garages, it's built Mountain Strong by Mountain Barn Builders. Highway 127 Clark Range. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. 
Builders, welcome back to the High School Playbook. Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. For the final time this season, live from Chick-fil-A. If you didn't hear us in segment one, Chick-fil-A going to be doing some remodeling. So the High School Playbook will not go anywhere, but we will not be at Chick-fil-A after this morning. Let's get back into the action, though. Not unlike other teams we've spoken with at points this week, the Pioneers of Warren County took a huge step towards sustained success this year and beyond by defeating defeating Spring Hill on Tuesday and guaranteeing themselves at least three more ball games and six or seven more practices. Today, however, their single focus is to secure a district title game berth by defeating Columbia at Coffee County. A tall task indeed, but as head coach Danny Fish joins us now, his team seems to have turned a corner. Coach Fish, I appreciate your time. What were those last few regular season wins able to do to help build your team's confidence and land you guys in the position you're in now? You know, uh, Collins is big for momentum. Um, you know, fruits of labor also. The guys have been, you know, really working hard in their new roles. You know, we, we'd we went on a little spurt there where we lost a couple games in a row, uh, you know, dealing with some injuries. And since then, you know, we've had one of those guys come back. And some other guys have, you know, been stepping up in their roles to uh, get better and more consistent in their roles. So we're just hoping that they'll uh, continue to do that. But it was really big for our confidence and really big for momentum swing for us. Um, we're playing better, you know, the guys are more confident in each other. and Some of the guys are starting to get uh, more concrete in the roles that they're in now. Yeah, speaking of confidence building, you do get a win against Spring Hill to open the district tournament on Tuesday. It's one thing to come out in the district tournament and pick up a W, but you guys do it kind of in definitive fashion by about 20-plus, 65-43. What was really working for you guys on Tuesday, and how much of a confidence builder is it as well to come out and perform that well at this point in the year? Uh, We were just clicking on all cylinders. You know, we – first quarter was pretty tight and then we started to just kind of dominate the glass um Trayton Terry had a fantastic game coming off a triple double versus uh the cab uh he actually got over a thousand points in that game and uh, uh against Spring Hill so you know just playing well and other guys stepping up and feeding off each other and um just proud of our guys defensively we're really good I mean we only gave up 40, 40 points or so, 43 points, uh, which, you know, any time that we're good, we're good because defensively we're good. Uh, rebounding had been a problem there for a couple couple games, but we've changed some schemes and doing some things different and putting some guys in positions to where they can be more successful. I feel like that's our job as a coach is put guys in position where they can be successful and um, you know, create schemes and strategies where our teams can be successful, and it's our guys to be—it's our guys' job to be good in those roles and consistent, get more consistent in those roles. But you know, we played well at home, which helped us being able to play at home, and uh, I'm just happy for our guys. You know, this is five regions in a row for us, and uh, you know, we we go in tomorrow at Coffee. Um, that's where our district tournaments you know, held uh, playing against Columbia, which we split with them earlier in the year. So uh, I feel like we're in a good spot, and our guys feel like they're uh, in a good spot. So hopefully we can just come out and 
uh, do our thing and play our game and, uh, you know, let the chips fall where they may. You mentioned it right there. You split with Columbia in the regular season. You go all the way back to early January. You guys actually go on the road to Columbia, a big 61-36 win uh, to sort of tip off a really hot start to district play for you guys. Then, obviously, because of injuries and rescheduling and, and everything else, you end up having to play uh, several games in, in very tight windows and injuries, of course, occur in those times. And Columbia comes into your building and gets a 61-53 win. Uh, why is Saturday, in your mind, hopefully going to look more like that first matchup and less like that second one? Well, I mean, we just want to win by one. <laughs> a know, win I mean, is a win. Still the win. Um, but we're a very different team than we were when we played in that January game. You said it. You know, we we had all of our uh, our guys in that in that first game when we played. Um, you know, Devin was playing in that game. Chance Whitlock played in that game. Um, the second game, we played six games in in ten days. You know, because of the snow. Uh, had played at that time, had played uh, uh, five games in eight days. Um, so, you know, we were depleted because of the injury. I won't, you know, say that's an excuse because I don't ever make, like to make excuses because that, you know, kind of downplays what Columbia did. You know, Columbia played very well that night. Uh, Brandon, he does a great job there as a first-year coach. He, You know, he was recognized as coach of the year in our district and, you know, that's no small feat, you know, because we have a lot of good coaches. Um, you know, they, they did a very good job. They they hit us in the mouth a couple of different times with some, you know, 8-0 runs. And we really couldn't recover in that game. Um, but I like to think that, you know, we are playing a little bit better. Uh, like I said, uh, in that game, everybody was new to some things that they were being asked to do. And we've kind of gotten a little bit better in those roles over the past couple weeks so we're hoping that you know we can come out and hope that you know we can dominate the glass um hope that we can you know not turn the ball over and you know get some easy buckets like we like to get off of our defense we believe that you know our defense is one of our best offensive players you know we want to try to uh capitalize off transitional buckets and um hopefully we'll be able to do that on on saturday Head coach uh, Danny Fish joining us now, Warren County Pioneers Boys Basketball. Uh, coach, obviously, you're trying to win a district. You want to go win your region if you can. Uh, winning is not all it's about, but it's certainly something you're striving for here in uh, these these two tournaments that you play over the next several days. But what did it mean or what does it mean having beat Spring Hill to at least guarantee yourself, as you uh, talked about a minute ago, uh, I believe you said a, a seventh region, and obviously the chance to play a couple more ball games and get several more practices in uh, with this uh, young and inexperienced team. Well, it's um, you know it's exponential to be honest with you. I, I, we only have three seniors on our squad, so every experience, win or lose, here is valuable for our young guys. Um, they see what it takes to win in the postseason uh, and see where they're at. Too. you know we want to uh, uh with that w we're able to extend our season um you know if we can if we have a chance and you know can play our best and win on saturday that means that we'll put ourselves in the position to host a regional game which i believe you know crossing over to the the williamson county district with uh you know franklin and 
Brentwood and Independence, we need that home game. You know that that might help us uh, be better. You know, prepared. You know, in that regional matchup when we get there. And plus, I mean, we want to go win the district. You know, district championship. You know, tournament championship. I mean, that was one of our goals on our list earlier this year. Um, you know, we wanted to win the regular season also, but wasn't able to accomplish that. But to go win a district tournament championship and put ourselves in a position to do that. It's still something that's, that's very much out there in front of us. Uh, our guys know that. Um, you know, we're trying to reach that goal. Uh, that's everybody's goal at this this time of year. You know, be district champs, be regional champs, host a sectional game, give yourself the best chance you can to, to make it to the glass house. Uh, our guys will be prepared. You know, we're a little, uh, you know, undersized at times when we play. Um, but, you know, we're not undersized in heart and – we're not undersized and, you know, the uh, get-afterness, you know, of, of playing basketball. Um, but at the same time, we want to uh, we want to play our best, and usually the teams that are playing their best is the ones that move on. And usually this time of year, the teams that uh, want to continue to play do. Um, it's very difficult this time of year because all the teams that you've played, you've seen them on film against yourselves, against other teams. They've you know, I've probably watched 15 games that Columbia's played this year. Um, you know, same goes for Coffee and Lincoln County, who's on the other side right now. Um, so, you know, everybody's going to be more prepared. It's just going to come down to execution at this point of the year. Who's going to execute the best? Uh, what what big moments? What players are going to have big moments? And uh, hopefully, you know, those big moments will uh, fall in our favor. Warren County Pioneers head coach Danny Fish joins the program there. They've got a chance today to secure a spot in a district title game. All they have to do is defeat Columbia. And to be fair, folks, as you heard there in the interview, they blew Columbia out at Columbia early in the season. Now, that was with everybody healthy. They came back. They fell to Columbia in a very tight ball game in McMinnville, but that was after several injuries and guys had not yet been able to adjust to new roles. They've adjusted, they've shifted, they've figured some things out. They ran off a couple wins in the regular season, had a big-time win over Spring Hill. This is a Warren County team that, look, I'm not making any kind of prediction beyond making it to the region because they've already guaranteed themselves a berth in the region thanks to the win over Spring Hill. But this is a team that if they can put it all together and some guys get healthy, because they do have a couple guys that theoretically could come back in the next couple of weeks, a couple guys who are obviously out for the season as well, if they were to get healthier, we'll put it that way, dangerous squad that somebody may or may not want to see down the road. That was head coach Danny Fish. One more time, thank you to him, Warren County Pioneers. When we come back, we're going to run over a season review and a season preview, tell you what's happened all through this week and set us up for some games here today and, of course, games Monday and Tuesday for district championships. Who has secured a berth in the region? Who's still playing for a district title? So on and so forth. All that and more on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Before they huddle up with the players, they analyze the games with you. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, continues next. The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Colin Castleberry with you. We are live 
at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. If you're just joining us or you maybe just missed it in one of our first two segments, I am making sure everyone is aware this is our last morning live from Chick-fil-A here on Interstate Drive. It is not the final morning of the high school playbook. That will continue well on through the rest of basketball season as we have teams hopefully advance all the way to Murfreesboro and the Murphy Center at MTSU. Uh, Also, District 7-1A did not play last night. That is the big news this morning. Came out uh, at about 2 or 3 o'clock yesterday. Uh, It was due to an issue at L.A. That issue has been resolved. It is not an ongoing issue. They will play today. Uh, Clay County, Pickett County in action. Uh, We'll tell you more about that coming up here in just a few minutes. But that will be occurring at Livingston Academy, games will tip off at 6.30 and 8, I believe, tonight, according to Clay County Athletic Director Rob Edwards. Both teams from Van Buren will be back in action today as well, and York swept their way to a district t- to district title game appearances. That is where we will start. We go back to Thursday, where the York Institute Dragonettes dispatched the Jackson County Lady Devils 60-26. to to not only remain undefeated in district play, but secure their spot in the district title game. Clay County just gets by Clark Range. What an incredible ball game there, 45-37. It's so rare to to see Lamar Rogers losing this early in the postseason, but the Lady Bulldogs and head coach Matt Walker pull off a... Necessarily calling it an upset based on records and other things is is tough to do. But just in the minds of so many people, I would say this is probably an upset when you consider how good Clark Range has been over the decades that Lamar Rogers has been there and even in recent memory. Pickett County handling their business. The Lady Bobcats, a 73-31 winner over Red Boiling Springs. They secure a spot in that district title game coming up early next week. Then we go back to last night, action across the UC. Cookville, we already uh, or we will catch up with head coach Jamie Gillis of the Lady Cavaliers, a 63-47 win for the Lady Cavs. That one was a struggle early for Cookville. They were a little rusty, had to knock off some rest and some uh, you know, relaxation that they had been having. They had tried to stay in shape, but it's just, as many of you know, super difficult to stay in game shape and game ready when you have more than a week off between ball games. They end up a 63-47 winner, able to pull away there in the end, causing some turnovers in the second half. Stone Memorial defeating Cumberland County, 57-51. The Lady Panthers lost both games in the regular season to the Lady Jets. The Lady Jets were only in this position, as you heard in segment one from head coach Kim Cram, because of a coin flip that they lost in terms of being tied for third place with Livingston Academy thanks to a split in the regular season between the Lady Jets and the Lady Wildcats. And Stone Memorial did what they needed to do They took the first punch from Cumberland County, weathered it, and led it to half. They came out in the third quarter. They built up to about a 12-point lead, and then they sustained several comeback attempts by Cumberland County, who would get it down within about four or five, and then Stone would run it back up to about seven or eight. And then Cumberland County would battle back and think they got it within three 
uh, a couple times, and then at one point had it within one point thanks to a three-point play, but Stone never trailed. They never tied with Cumberland late in that ball game. Broke the press several times with some key passes that found key open players to make key buckets, and I'm not trying to just use that word over and over. Each of those needed to be emphasized because they were uh, very much keys in that game to a Stone Memorial victory. Livingston Academy handled their business 59-28, defeating DeKalb. They send the Lady uh, Tigers, the Tigerettes, home for the season. The uh, Tigers as well go home for the year. We'll talk about the boys here in just a moment, but that sets up Livingston's rivalry, right? They now, the Lady Wildcats, will face off with the Lady Bees today. We move to the boys' side, Jackson County, 71, or I believe, well, I think I have a typo on my hands, folks. I've got 71 to 7, and we all know that is not true. So we'll continue through these scores as I try to pull up that score from last night. Uh, York, an 82 58 winner in that ball game. York handling their business, defeating Monterey. Now, Monterey, of course, had guaranteed themselves a win already, uh, or games already uh, going forward, thanks to that upset win over Watertown. And so, Monterey will continue with their season despite the loss to York Institute. However, York, of course, as we've mentioned already, sets themselves up with that win to head on to the district title game as I'm still trying to find this Jackson County. Well, that's not what I wanted. Typed that wrong. Trying to find this Jackson County score with Smith County to make sure we get everybody the proper update. See if I can get it now. There it is. All right. So Livingston defeating DeKalb. We already discussed that as well. Livingston Academy defeating DeKalb, sending the Tigers home uh, for the season. They handle uh, 19 points for uh, – oh, gosh. Folks, I'm telling you, I'm losing my mind now all of a sudden. They handle their business. They held uh, the leading scorer for DeKalb County, whose name is now totally escaping me, to 19 points, less than 20, uh, 71-37 is the score, Jackson County defeating Smith County. There we go, 71-37. Jackson County moves on uh, in that game. Now Livingston Academy, as we go back to that ballgame, taking down DeKalb with a chance to uh, secure a spot in their district championship game. All they have to do is beat Kate Caps and Stone today, which is maybe the tallest task in this district because as good as Upperman has been all year, as good as the Bees are, and certainly they won the regular season district title, so I don't want to take anything away from them. It almost feels like late in the year, nobody has been playing better than Stone Memorial, head coach Neil Caps, son Cade Caps. So we'll see how that one plays out later today. White County uh, in that same District 7-3A tournament sends Cumberland home with a 61-44 win. Uh, Trip Pinion. I mean, that's that's really the storyline in this one. Cole Sims certainly is the 1B to his 1A. They're both probably the uh, up for the uh, district defensive player of the year uh, as they have shut down constantly a team's best scorer. They tried or did do that last night to Houston Torres. They will try again today to do that to Ty Cobb. 
Bronson Chaffin, Clayton Harris, uh, and an Upperman team that, as you just picked up on, and if you've seen them play, has so many weapons, it's really hard to choose who you want to slow down. Start looking at matchups today. That'll begin once again at Tennessee Tech. We look at matchups in 7-3A Livingston and Upperman. On the girls' side, Upperman swept the regular season series, but as we saw evidenced by Stone Memorial, that means absolutely nothing. Now that we've reached the district tournament, can the Lady Wildcats pull off an upset of the Lady Bees? Both games this year have been ugly. They've been gritty. They've been defensive. We'll see today if somebody's offense chooses to explode. Meanwhile, Stone Memorial, by defeating Cumberland County, sends themselves into the Lions' den to face the Warriorettes of White County. That is a two-loss team. The Warriorettes have lost just two ball games all year. Unfortunately for them, though, one of them was to the Stone Memorial Lady Panthers. They avenged that loss later on in district play, but Stone Memorial goes into this ballgame not only feeling confident because of their upset yesterday and like they're playing their best basketball, but also with the confidence that we've already done this. We've already defeated White County once this year, and we did it in Sparta. So who says we can't do it on a neutral floor here at Tennessee Tech? Mentioned it earlier, Van Buren will be in action, both the girls and the boys getting in action here today in district championship games. Yes, they are playing in the district championship. Their district only has three teams, so it was Whitwell and South Pittsburgh playing each other for a chance to go play Van Buren for a district title. Uh, It's Van Buren and South Pitt, both in the girls and boys action. Boys action, Pickett and Clay will finally get to play. We're supposed to play last night, as we talked about, but obviously uh, did not get to do that due to an issue at L.A. that has been resolved. So they will play now, Pickett and Clay, believe tip-off at 6.30 this evening. Livingston and Stone, we just talked about Cade Caps, the need to slow him down. Stone Memorial Plot probably playing their best basketball right now. Livingston is going to have to find a third scorer, right? Daniel Bilbury and Wyatt Hargis did a lot yesterday. Can Rocco Carwile step up? Can Tucker Miller get hot from beyond the arc again? These are the questions we will be asking later today. Upperman and White County will face off in boys' action as well. Does the trip pinion effect continue here in the postseason as it has in previous postseasons? Can he will his team to victories? Cookville takes on Wilson Central to try to secure a place in their district title game on Tuesday. And Warren and Columbia, as we heard from head coach Danny Fish uh, just moments ago in segment two, they've already put themselves in a position like many others to play three more ball games, six or seven more practices. Now they're shooting for a district tournament championship, something that, as he talked about, was on their list at the beginning of the season, and now they are in a position to do it against a Columbia team that they technically split with, but obviously uh, really had a had their way with in game one, and in game two probably would have won in McMinnville if not for injuries and that weird winter weather that kind of threw everybody for a loop. So that's a look at the action throughout this week, coming up this weekend, and then stay tuned here to UC Sports Nation, Sports Radio 104.7, and all of the Stonecom stations as we will keep you updated on district championship games being played across the UC on Monday and Tuesday. We will have coverage of Cookville 
hopefully in either their third, in the girls' case, the district championship. Boys could be the third place game, could be uh, the district title game if they defeat Wilson Central today. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook, where the region's coaches come together to talk about the games and what's coming up. The High School Playbook is built by Mountain Barn Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry with you live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Monterey's boys got the better of Watertown to guarantee themselves more games and practices. That was the momentous upset we thought we would have this week. The Lady Panthers had other ideas, however. Stone Memorial weathered blow after blow from Cumberland County and somehow stayed upright and kept punching back. Don't call it an upset, though, with head coach Mike Buck. He knew, despite two tough losses during the regular season, his team had this capability. Now they set themselves up for more games and more practices and a date with White County today, a team they did defeat earlier this year, and they are one of only two teams to do that overall this season. I began by asking Coach Buck last night in postgame about his team's response to the quick few punches to open the game by Cumberland and how the Lady Panthers were able to so easily weather those first couple blows. Yeah, they, they did. They came out and popped us a little bit. And uh, and I think a lot of it was us you know, making mistakes. And Coach mentioned it, I think at halftime we had eight turnovers and four or five of those were within the first, you know, two or three minutes of the game. It kind of got them rolling. So, um, but, you know, a couple timeouts and kind of looked them in the eye. This is, this is, uh, this is, uh, um, this is because we're not playing well. I mean, we're, you know, we're, they're doing well because we're kind of being silly. Let's get back to doing what we, we were shooting a lot of threes early. Uh, and then we knew we wanted to attack the basket and get the ball inside, take advantage of some things there. Um, but, yeah, they, they jumped on us. Our kids could have laid down, but we chose not to um, and started got back to doing what we, what we know we can do and, and uh, kind of rode that out. Yeah, throughout this ball game, your posts really showed up. It wasn't just Courtney Hedrick here tonight at all. What did you see on film that you felt like you could take advantage of, and and you know how did how were you able to go out there and execute that plan? Yeah, so we you know they they have one uh, uh, true post player, and we feel like we've got two. Um, and uh, um, eleven for them does a great job of just physically competing in there. She's undersized, obviously, but does a really good job of competing and understands angles and tries to beat people to spots. But um, but tonight, yeah, I felt like we really Kaylee kind of sparked us. I felt like she her her energy and focus um, um, uh, scoring the ball. Thanks scoring the ball, you know, and and she she has always done a really solid job defensively. And on the glass, but tonight she wanted. She added that layer of scoring the ball too, which um, you know, most kids, most teams don't have two like that. So uh, it's kind of trick. She triggered us, and uh, yeah, if we can get her rolling offensively. Then, then that's special. Yeah, you knew Cumberland County wasn't going to go down without a fight. You guys are up 12 there in the second half. They do what they're going to do. They make a run, get down within about five or four or five points. What was your message to your team there down the stretch, and how were you guys able to kind of execute under pressure, both literally and figuratively, as they went full court? Sure, it, it was. We, we did a uh, we did a lot this week where we put Coach Torino back there, and we put a lot of pressure on the ball, running trap, crazy trapping. Uh, and then we always had one guy, which was him, in practice all week. That if we got too tough, you just throw him the ball. 
Well, that's basically what that defense does. It, it, if, if you can handle a little bit of physical pressure and, and you know, game pressure on you, there's always, just because of math, they're, they're committing two to one, there's always going to be that open guy. And so uh, when, when we find that open guy, and then not only just find it, you know, but also try to go convert and make them, uh, you know, make them pay for extending and trapping like that. If you can do that, it really kind of, as a coach, you know, you don't want to, you don't know if you want to stay with it or not, but uh, the trap is effective if you allow it to, you know, kind of, kind of get it going. And they, they're good. That's a good basketball team. They, they, they uh, obviously have had a really solid year and, and uh, can score the ball. So, yeah, it was, and they're good at what they do. So I was really proud of, uh, of our kids, though. One of the other things I'm sure you had to be proud of, your performance at the free throw line, especially there down the stretch. This is a team that's seen some inconsistencies. What did it mean to, on this stage in this building, see your team kind of step up there from the freebies? Well, you know, we don't win if we don't. I mean, you know, and so it, it kind of uh, saved the game for us. Uh, and, and it just, I think it's just a confidence deal that, you know, I kept telling them, listen, I told you you could do that. I, I told you, you know, I, this is exactly what I told you would happen is that you would come down here and take care of business. And so I think the confidence, um, um, they, they just played with a lot of confidence tonight. And, that, and that, that showed up everywhere, and especially at the free throw line late. So. What does it mean, before we get to White County, just what does it mean by winning this game to guarantee yourselves three more games, five, six, seven more practices for a team that obviously has some inexperience and some youth? Sure. Yeah, it's special. Um, you know, uh, you, you, you know, last two years, you know, we made a long run there with, you know, making some deep runs, you know, in state tournaments, sub-states and all that. And then we went dry for the last two years. You know, we hadn't been to this moment. So getting over this hump, I'm really proud of our girls. Um and again, it's it's you know obviously White County tomorrow night will be challenging. Obviously, uh, Upperman or Livingston either one super challenging, you know, right? And so, but I really feel like if we go out here and play, then our kids, you know, kind of deserve to be in this moment if they compete and all. So, um, yeah, it's it's special for them to get over the hump. And uh, one thing I'll say, Rachel Houston found out today she was a valedictorian of our class of her senior class, and then she comes out here tonight and. and uh, advances to the region tournament, knocks Cumberland County out of, of the deal. So that's a pretty good day uh, for Rachel Houston. But, yeah, I'm just super proud of our kids. They deserve it. They uh, they constantly show up. You know, even when things aren't going well, they come back the next day and and, uh, and still try to get after it. So I'm really proud of them. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that they're getting to experience this. All right, Coach, last one before we let you go. Obviously, uh you know, tomorrow night is, is a challenge, right? They're the one seed for a reason. Oh, they've only lost twice all season. Just what happens, one of those two losses, though, is to the So Memorial Lady Panthers. How do you do that again tomorrow night? Uh, who knows, right? Uh, you know, no, it, it, uh, it's a really good team, you know, obviously. Um, they, they got a lot of weapons. They got kids who can, um, who can drive the ball, who can shoot the ball, who can rebound the ball, pass and catch, defend. So that, that's a really good team. Uh, and Coach Dodgins done a really good job with them. Um, I mean, our kids got some confidence against them. Obviously, going into their place and winning, um, we we know this. Our our, our team is really um, kind of we rely on scouting report a, a lot. Meaning, you know, we we got to really find some things, and then they buy into it and they go out there and apply it, which is beautiful. You know, as a coach, you really want that. So if I can f- help find some stuff that uh, you know will give them some advantages. Uh, then uh, uh, they're going to go out there and compete. I know that. But White County is obviously number one for a reason. They're, they're, they're really good. They are number one for a reason because they are really, really 
good. However, so are the Lady Panthers, and they showed that last night. It wasn't just Courtney Hedrick, as you heard there in that interview. Rachel Houston stepping up, among others. This is a Stone Memorial team that, after last night, is feeling confident. Several of them know that now we're capable of making plays. We don't just have to depend on Courtney to go out there and take and make shots, force things out of the post. Of course, when you're going up against the Warrior S, the post is where it will start and stop. Um, this basketball finalist in Celeste Reed, Ava Jones right behind her, backing her up. Technically, I say backing her up. They're both in the starting lineup. It's just Ava plays a little bit more of that stretch four, and Celeste is down there banging in the post, dominating the boards, dominating the putbacks. Courtney Hedrick is going to have to have one of her best games this season if they're going to upset the Warriorettes for a second time on the year. Speaking of great, talented, and rarely losing girls teams, we'll talk with head coach Jamie Gillis and the Cookville Lady Cavaliers, who lost just three games all season when we come back on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Scores, turnovers, the momentum shifts. Your coaches share the analysis. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. The high School Playbook is built by Mountain Barn Builders, and for the final time this season, it's live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. It's been no secret, especially since returning from the holiday break in December and January, the Lady Cavaliers have been on something of a tear. Rarely challenged, racking up wins and points like most of us rack up credit card debt. They had a two-game stretch with Lebanon, and that seemed to refocus them as Lebanon is certainly their steepest competition in the district and almost the steepest period since the break. Last night, however, got a little rocky before head coach Jamie Gillis' squad pulled away from Wilson Central. We have Coach Gillis on the program now. Coach, I appreciate you joining me. What was your focus this week leading up to the game last night with all that time and no game and no known opponent? Well, we, we want to, you know, to, to stay focused. You know, we, we talked about how, you know, the regular season is over and now, you know, it's, it, everybody's zero and zero. It doesn't matter what your record is. It doesn't matter what happens, you know, the first times we played people at, you know, postseason changes everything. So, you know, we just try to get in, uh, get up and down quite a bit to stay in shape and, um, just, you know, it's kind of hard. You don't know who you're going to play until the day before um, you play them. And so we just, you know, just try to get up and down, work on the things that, that we needed to work on. What were some of those things that you felt like this team uh, needed to work on here coming out of the regular season, entering the postseason? Well, we wanted to still work on our transition on offense, make sure we're getting it out and, you know, playing fast the way we want to and, and being in the correct spot when that happens. And, um, you know, defensively, just, just playing disciplined defense. Um, you know, we, we play very um, uptight and, and, you know, suffocating man-to-man defense, but we want to make sure we don't do that with our hands on or bodied up. So we, we just, you know, keep working on that disciplined defense and, and making sure that we're, we're doing all the things that we need to do. Obviously, all goals still in front of you. So many things you guys still want to accomplish. But as you've maybe taken a moment over the last week, a new district, you guys go 10 and 0, 24 and 3, 23 and 3, I believe, overall. Uh, oh, just how proud were you of this team's uh, regular season, the ability to, in a new district, go undefeated and lose just three ball games overall all year? Well, 
Well, I'm I'm super proud of our, our effort. And, you know, those, those games we lost are all, you know, before Christmas to really good teams. And I felt like we learned from every one of the losses that we had. Um, and, you know, as far as our district goes, you never know going into a new district. You know, we had three brand-new teams. We we played Stewart's Creek before, but we had never played Smyrna or Laverne, you know, since I've been at Cookville. So, um, you know, just I was I was really proud of how we stayed focused and, and never let down. You know, we got down. Uh, we were down against Stewart's Creek. We were down against Lebanon and, and fought back and, and was able to get those wins. So um, I, I'm really, really proud of our, our season record, our regular season record. Yeah, now postseason is upon us, as you mentioned. Everybody sort of resets. Anything can happen. And to speak to that, you guys take on Wilson Central last night in a semifinal matchup, and it doesn't quite go at the beginning the way maybe you'd want it to or you people expected it to. Uh, what were they able to do to come out so fast and strong, and what were you doing to kind of weather that storm early and then find your way late? Well, we, we missed some shots early that we usually make, and I think part of that was just, you know, being off a week and, you know, not, not just playing our normal routine. Um, you know, and, and they, they made some threes um, early. You know, I think, I think they hit four threes in the first half and had 23 points. So our, our defense, outside of letting them get those threes off, were really good. Um, and then we, we just we had a hard time finding the basket early on, but – you know that's the great thing about this team. They they don't ever give up. They don't ever get down. And even though I mean we had a six point lead at half, and then end up getting down five in the third quarter, and come back and ended up finishing that quarter up ten. So you know they just they they've got a no quit mentality, and um, that that's probably one of the things I'm most proud of. They just they don't ever give up. And you know once we uh, we, we got a few turnovers off our press and turned it into some, some offense, and I feel like that got us rolling and. Isabel Garcia had 17 in the second half and 11, 12 rebounds. I think she she played unbelievable. How good is this team able to be when Isabel can make uh, that kind of impact? When she can have a double double and that kind of performance and stay on the floor, as we've talked about, you know, previously to her to nobody's fault, had some issues staying on the floor out of foul trouble. How good can this team be when she's able to do things like that? Well, we're just a lot better when she's on the floor. And, uh, you know, she was in foul trouble in the first half yes, last night. You know, she had she sat most of the second quarter and then um, came out and didn't get another foul in the second half. And so, you know, she's able to be in there and, and play free where she's not worried about picking up a fourth foul, you know, or things like that. Um, and and she, she, she makes good decisions. She passes it out when she needs to, and she shoots it when she needs to. She got to the free throw line a lot last night. So we're, we're, we're really good. We're really good with Isabel. Back inside Chick-fil-A, <clears throat> excuse me, on Interstate Drive, built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the high school playbook. Had a little bit of a, a cough there. Hope I can get rid of that before we've got ball games later. Speaking of ball games later, let's run it down. Where can you tune in and for what? Over on 101.9 AM 920. That's WLIV. Later today, tune in 340. Coverage will start 4 o'clock tip for Livingston and Upperman. On the girls' side, the Lady Wildcats and the Lady Bees. Livingston looking to get their first win over Upperman on the season. Directly after that, with no break in between, we'll go right into pregame 
uh, for the boys matchup between Livingston and Stone as the Wildcats look to try to get their first win over the Panthers on the season and hope to both Livingston's Lady Wildcats and Wildcats secure spots in the district title games. I'm Colin Castleberry for the final time live from Chick-fil-A as they're going to look to remodel, but not for the final time on the high school playbook. This is the high school playbook. It is built by Mountain Barn Builders. The High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Add space to your home. Protect your cars and boats. A new workshop or she shed. Mountain Barn Builders will build it mountain strong. MountainBarnBuilders.com. The prep conversation continues all week. Including today's show. On demand. UCSportsNation.com.